The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. She swept the house. She brought all that into her situation. And the next thing she did, the Bible says, Jesus said, and she seek diligently, diligently. Serving God has to be diligent this year. You serve God diligently with all your heart. With diligence. With with the ability to pursue after God. With all diligence. She seek diligently. And I love what she did. The Bible says, till she found it. She never gave up. Many of us, when we come to God with a need and God doesn't answer, we give up. Well, are you ready for the word? Yes. Okay, please turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 11, verse 33. I'm going to teach a very powerful message that I believe will really bless you. Luke chapter 11, verse 33, I read, it says, no man, when he had lighted a candle, put it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm preaching a message this morning or I'm teaching this morning. It's only a one-part message that I have titled, Light Your Candle. Light Your Candle. Light in the kingdom of God is very important. Light in the kingdom of God is very important. That's why in the beginning from the book of Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4 or 1 to 5 the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth God created the heavens and the earth verse 2 the Bible says that and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep now notice the first thing that introduced itself. God created the heavens and the earth. We were never told that God created darkness. But darkness forced its way into God's creation. Darkness forced its way into God's creation. And because darkness forced its way into God's creation, notice what God did. The Bible says God did not give darkness permission to rule over what he has made. Now, please hear me. If you live your life on standby, darkness will invade your life. That's why Christianity is not magic. If you live your life on anything go, anything comes, then what will happen is that darkness will invade your life. 
And in most cases, many Christians' lives have been invaded by darkness. Their marriages have been invaded by darkness. Their life, their career has been invaded by darkness. And sometimes they don't know what to do. Now I want you to understand something. Darkness means confusion. Have you observed that any time you walk into a room where it is dark, you are confused because you can't see. So darkness brings confusion. So the Bible says that and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. This is so critical. Now I want you to notice what is happening here. God has made the heavens and the earth and yet there is darkness upon what God has created. There is no form. There is also void and there is chaos. There is chaotic situation in what God has created. But I want you to notice one key thing. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the darkness, the spirit of God was still moving. There was void. The earth was without form. There was darkness. There was confusion. But the spirit of God was still moving. That means as a Christian, you can be a spirit-filled Christian and your life will still be in confusion. And this is where many people don't get it most of the time. They say, but I, I, I feel the spirit of God. I can pray in the spirit. I'm, I'm walking in the spirit. I have been baptized by the spirit. I have the Holy Ghost baptism, but why is darkness still in my life? Why is void still present in my life? Why is confusion still present in my life? Now listen to me. The presence of the Spirit of God in your life does not mean you will not go through challenges. That's why the psalmist said, Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because he is with me. He is still with you, but there is still some challenges you have to go through. Verse 3 of Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that, and God said, now God was not happy about what was in verse 2, so God has to now change what introduced itself by force into his creation. By speaking. And how would God speak? By having access to the revelation of the light of the word. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. As a Christian, no matter the challenges you are going through, you don't keep your mouth shut. I like that testimony we heard from the sister this morning that she was having a spiritual attack. Someone was choking her. And she struggled to say Jesus. The husband cannot help her because the husband is not her savior. 
Your wife or your husband is not your savior. This is where many people get it wrong. When they are having challenges, they go to a friend. This month, God will help you. Amen. Wisdom will come afresh in Amen. your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. When you are having challenges, the first person you have to go to is Jesus. And when she shouted, Jesus, the grape started losing. Jesus. Now, she remembered a word. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. First John 5, 4. How would she have remembered if she had no access to the word? And for those of you who just like spirit, spirit, how oh, today there was no falling in the church so the power of God is not there, you lack understanding. Many Christians don't want to sit down and be taught the word. All they want is prophesy, pastor. Prophesy, prophet. You don't need no prophet to prophesy over you. You have the sure word of prophecy, which is the word of God. That's why the scriptures encourages us steady to show yourself approved unto God. Not unto man, unto God for a workman that is not ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And that's our desire in this church. To raise you up as a giant in the word. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. When the devil knocks on your door. You don't need to call no pastor. You have the word for yourself. So verse 3. The Bible says. And God said. Let there be light. Even God needed light. If God needed light. How much more you and I. And the light we are talking about here is not just physical light. It's a spiritual dimension of the light, which is the word. Because notice what he said. The Bible says that, and God said. The word he said there is the word. And God said, let there be light. Let there be light. Let there be light. And there was light. Now, the only time you say, let there be and there will be is when you have access to revelation of the word. No word, no light. Zero word, zero light. Are you following what I'm saying? Verse 4, and God saw the light. That it was good. This year, you speak it and you see the goodness of what you have spoken. Not even this year, this month, this week. You will speak it and you will see good come out. Say a good amen to that. The Bible says, and God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. There has to be a clear distinction, a division between light and darkness. And the scriptures are clear. Every time light shows up, darkness has to bow. Darkness cannot stand light. 
hear me and hear me well, darkness cannot stand light. If you are a Christian and you have access to light, no devil, no witch can destroy you. The Bible says that, and the light shined into darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. Till date, darkness does not understand the mystery of dominion of light over darkness. And that's the season we are coming into. You will be a Christian of light. And we are not talking about any ordinary light, it will be a greater light. Your business will operate on a higher dimension of greater light. When the witches and wizards see you coming, they'll say, there comes the greater light. They'll have to bow because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's why John chapter 1 from verse 4, the Bible says that, and, 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 and the light in him, talking about Jesus, in him, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. So, if Jesus is in you, that means you have access to this light. And this light shined into darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. You see, all your struggle is because you have no access to light. And the only way we get light is through the word. And many of us don't like the word. We don't like the word. How are you going to have access to light if you don't go to the source of light? Are you following what I'm saying? So, if we are going to have access to this greater light, we have to get into the source. The source. Where light comes from. And I pray for you that this month you have access to light. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13 to 16. This is our foundational scripture for the year which is our year of influence. The Bible says that Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may be able to see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So, if we are going to have influence this year, we have to operate on the greater dimension of light. Uh, 
I want us to look at a case studies quickly and then we'll close. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 15 from verse 8 to 10. Luke chapter 15 from verse 8 to 10. Jesus was stating one of his parables and listen to what he said. He said, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver and if she lose one piece, do not light a candle and sweep the house and diligently seek and, and seek diligently she, until she finds it. And when she had found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I found the peace which I have lost. Verse 10, it says, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. Say amen to that. Now the story is told about this woman who had 10 pieces of silver. Jesus says she had 10 pieces of silver. Very interesting. The word 10 pieces of silver, they represent wholeness. In other words, she was whole. And most of the times, that's what happens. In life, you start life or you start the year with wholeness. You're believing God for some great things and everything around you is whole. And in most cases, when people are whole, they don't seek for God. When people have everything together, they are working, getting money, they have a house, you know, everything is working for them. They're getting promotion. They are whole. Their husband is loving them. Their wife is loving them. They are whole. Their children are doing well in school. They are whole. They have all the pieces together. They have all the ten together. Everything is fitly joined. It's working. Things are working. They're excited. They're joining the house. And in most cases, most of the time, people like this, they start from a position of weakness. And they cry to God and say, God, if you bless me with a wife, if you bless me with a, a husband, I will save you all the days of my life. And let me just use an example. Maybe you are in the choir and you are single. And in most of the time, if you are a single lady in the choir, you know, when they are praising God, most of the time, they'll lift up the hand, left hand that has no ring on it and worshiping, Lord, I'm available to you. Lord, let the man there see that I'm single. I'm available. The left hand is higher than the right one. Check them out. Always check, check the singles out. The single ladies in the choir. 
This is how they lift our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Praise God. There's nothing wrong with that. And then in the midst of that, they make a vow and say, Father, if you give me a husband, I'll serve you more and more. (laughs) And then God hears their prayer and brings a lovely man. And then when they get the man, when it's snowing like it's snowing in the UK like this, when it's time for choir rehearsal, they cozy in with the man. They forget the vow they made to God. And then they say, oh God, by you, you understand. It's cold today. <laughs> when you had no man, you never said God understand. And then they started backsliding gradually. They'll come to service today. Tomorrow they will not come. Why? Because now they are whole. Everything is together. And that's where you have to be careful because Jesus said the cares of this world has choked you. And be careful because, you see, have you noticed that in this country, the only time they pay you double pay is on Sunday. Why is that? They want to, you see, covenant this year, our theme is let my people go. Pharaoh has to let you go so you can serve God. And get ready this year. Before covenant 2019, you will testify of the goodness of God. And so when they are whole, they begin to backslide gradually because things are working. And have you noticed that there is this innate building within every human being that the only time they seek for God is when they are in need of something. But it should not be so. That's why Job said, even if he slays me, I'll yet praise him. You see, you have to come to the point where you let God know that I am not serving you because of what you're giving me. Yes, thank God he'll bless us, but we are not serving him because of what he will give us. That's a point you have to come to. And when you come to that point, God gives you things without you even asking. So this woman was whole. She had 10 pieces of silver. And then guess what happened? The Bible says that, and if she lose one piece, Notice the next thing she did. She go forth to light a candle. Now, did you notice when she had 10, she had no need for a candle. She had no need for light. She had no need for God. But the moment she lost one, she started looking for God. May it not be so in your life this year. That the only time you started looking for God is when you are in need. And let me say this, every time you come to God because of a need, once that need is met, you you don't need God anymore. You tell God, I don't need you anymore. 
That's why if you are marrying because of a paper, the moment you get the paper, you leave. And that's wickedness. If you are coming to God because you want a visa, and you, God gives you that visa and you leave, come on now, those are babies. I remember when we were young, when my mother comes from the market, we run and say, mommy, mommy, welcome. But we are not running to welcome her. We are targeting her bag because of what's in the bag. Because she comes with a sweet. Once we get the bag, we forget about mommy. That's what many of us do. Once we get the sweet, we forget about God. Once we get the testimony, we forget about God. May this year be a year that you serve God not because of what you are believing him for. And let me tell you, the quickest way to have access to God's heart is to serve him not because of what he has. So when this woman lost her peace, she lighted a candle. And look at the next thing she did. The Bible says that she swept the house. In other words, when you lose something, you have to bring order before you can find it. She swept the house. Did you notice that sweeping the house is a risk? Because there's a possibility she could have, the sweeping of the house could have actually gotten that one silver that is lost to be even gone forever. She swept the house. She brought all that into her situation. And the next thing she did, the Bible says, Jesus said, and she seek diligently, diligently. Serving God has to be diligent this year. You serve God diligently with all your heart. With diligence. With, with the ability to pursue after God with all diligence. She seeked diligently. And I love what she did. The Bible says, till she found it. She never gave up. Many of us, when we come to God with a need and God doesn't answer, we give up. I said, God, if you don't give me a car by the 28th of June, 20 whatever. If you don't give me a car, God, I'm telling you, God, I hope you can hear me. If you don't give me a car, or maybe it's a wife or a, a, a husband. God, see how I've been serving you. If you don't give me a husband by this Thursday, God, you heard me right. I have to make emphasis on the Thursday. If you cannot hear me, God, hear God. By this Thursday, I need a husband. You think God is a jackpot. He said, God, if you don't give me a husband by this Thursday, I am gone. <laughs> For your information, if you serve God, he's still God. If you don't serve him, he's still God. God doesn't need you. You need God. 
He is God all by himself. That's why Jesus said, if you don't praise me, I will rock, rise up the rocks to praise me because he is God all by himself. It's you and I who need him. He doesn't need us. Who are you to give God an ultimatum? If you don't give me by tomorrow, 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 God, you will see. <laughs> I love what she did. She seek diligently till she finds it. You remember the encounter on the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus took Peter, James, and John. The three. And the Bible says that after Moses and Elijah showed up and they left, Peter said, Jesus, let's make three tabernacles here and just stay here. Moses represents the law. Elijah represents the prophets. Moses represents miracles of water. Elijah represents miracles of fire. You'll get that another day. In other words, if you don't see miracles of water, and miracles of fire. Can you still handle Jesus alone? After Elijah and Elijah, after Elijah and Moses are gone, and it's only Jesus that is with you, can you enjoy the presence of Jesus all by himself? If Jesus doesn't give you no miracles of fire, no miracles of water. Will you still love him? That's the experience. So the Bible says that this woman seek diligently until she found it. This year, I don't know what is missing in your life, but I decree that you will find it. Anything that has been missing in your life, it might be a body part. It might be maybe you were operated on upon at some point of your life and some body parts were taken. I prophesy right now over you that those body parts come back together. Anything missing in your life, I decree, is coming back together. In the name of Jesus. The God of restoration, the God who restores. I prophesy he restores everything that has been missing in your life in the name of Jesus. I decree that restoration right now in the name of Jesus. Just as this woman found that coin, anything has been missing in your life, you'll find it. I said you'll find it. I said you'll find it. In the name of Jesus. Verse 9 of Luke chapter 15. The Bible says that. And when she had found it. She called her friends. And her neighbors together. Saying rejoice with me. For I found the peace which I have lost. Now I love what happened. Now notice carefully something that happened here. When the woman lost her coin. No one knew about it. Her friends did not know about it. Her neighbors didn't know about it. When 
when she lost the coin, when she lost her silver, nobody knew about what she was dealing with. Sometimes you have to learn to shut it and not go tell everybody, nobody knows the trouble I see. Hey, my brother, hey, nobody knows the trouble that I see. Why are you looking for human sympathy? And most of the time we take it to the wrong places. They say, how is your marriage? Ah, my husband doesn't love me. Ah, thank God now. Yours is only not love. Hey, my own. Hey, come Hey, my own. I don't know which devil has entered that man. Nobody knew she had lost a coin. She had friends. She had neighbors. But nobody knew what she was going through. You see, sometimes when we all come to church like this, nicely dressed, nobody knows what you are fighting. Some, even some of them, you can't open your mouth. If you open your mouth and tell a brother or sister, they say, hey! You mean you have been going through this? You have to learn sometimes to shut in alone with God. That's why David said, I'll look up onto the hills from whence comes my help. My help does not come from the hills, but it comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. She only called her friends and her neighbors to come and rejoice with her. Finally, verse 10, the Bible says that Jesus said, likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. So this parable is linked up to repentance and reaching out for lost souls. And this year, it's time for you as a child of God to be a soul winner. To reach out to the lost. There are people around you who are struggling. Who just want to hear what you are hearing this morning. That if they can hear what you are hearing this morning, their marriage will be encouraged. Their lives will be encouraged. Their relationship with God will be mended. It's time for us to reach out to the lost this year. Many people are dying around us. Last year, one of our sisters was testifying that she was working somewhere where there's a man, she keeps telling him about Jesus. And every time, this man will say, go away. Every time she wants to talk to him about Jesus, the man will say, go away. Go away. But on the day when he was about to die, she was there. And she said, today is your day. Accept Jesus. And on that day, he accepted Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior, and he died. And we all know where he's going to be. Listen, there are people dying around us. As we're here in church, there are 
thousands, hundreds of thousands who are dead and gone to hell. Every time you are at the bus stop, every time you are around the shops, it's an opportunity for you to speak to someone about Jesus. Make it a vision this year that you reach minimum five for Jesus this year. You will tell minimum five people about Jesus this year. May your family never go to hell. May your relatives never go to hell. May your friends never go to hell. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it this morning? It's time for us to light our candles. It's time for us to light our candles. In the name of Jesus. Every head bow, every eye close. This morning you've heard the word. You want to talk to the Lord. If you're here in this service this morning. And you know, and you know, and you know. That if you die, you'll not make it to heaven. Yes, you may be a Christian. You have gone to church. Maybe your grandfather was a Christian. Maybe even your grandfather or your father was a pastor. Maybe you were born in a Christian home, but you have not had a personal encounter with Jesus. And you are here this morning. I said, Pastor, I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to pray with you. Secondly, if you're here, maybe you used to be a committed Christian, but along the way you backslided. Something happened and you backslided. You said, Pastor, I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. I want to pray with you also. God will never restore you until you return. God will never restore you until you return. The prodigal son was never restored until he returned. So if you're here this morning, you are among those two people. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to rededicate your life to Christ. Maybe you're watching life on stream as well. And you are in one of those categories. Please lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Every head bow, every eye closed. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus. This morning, I want to pray with you. Lift up that right hand. Yes, yes, lift it up. High above your head. This is a life and death situation. This is between you and God. Lift it up. Let's say this together. The whole church, say with me, Lord Jesus. I come to you just as I am. I you, Forgive me of my sins. May I serve you all the days of my life. May my name be restored into the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, did you receive it this morning? Are you going to light your candle this year? This is awesome. This is awesome. 
Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.